What's up and welcome back to Propel's Talk, episode 85, presented by Boot Crew Media and Company Burger. It is the home of your 14th place in the Western Conference New Orleans Pelicans. My name is Justin Napoli alongside Ross Tivano and Stephen Offner. Just before we get into the show, make sure to go check out Company Burger, the best burger in the city, located at 4600 Ferret Street. They also have a fantastic chicken sandwich. Uh, I don't know if you've had that, Stephen, but it's absolutely to die for. Uh, Ross, how you doing, Stephen? How y'all doing? The chicken sandwich is good. <laughs> That's it. Sign that real quick. Chicken sandwich is good. Go ahead. Doing good. Yeah, man. Uh, got a, went on a little bit of a streak there. It was fun to watch. I know. I feel like we haven't really done anything. You know, I, I was in Phoenix uh, for five days with Country Day basketball, so that was fun. And you know, I know Ross, you went back home for a little bit and came back. I know you're expecting a little baby soon. So once again, here, congratulations! We're adding to the Propels Talk family. So big stuff here, Ross. Um, so let's get let's get right into it. Pelicans won six out of their last nine. I know they uh, lost to Milwaukee last night, but not having Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and Zion Williamson. What could you really expect? But but Ross wanted to kind of start with you. What have you really seen um, different in this team in the last two or three weeks? Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of a lot of the same stuff, right? It, it, I think there's a lot of togetherness. I I, I love the d- direction of the uh, the mentality and and sort of the. Uh, we're building something. I think, you know, I, t- I texted you this. I don't know what it was, Justin, maybe four or five days ago, right around Christmas and just said, we, like, we found our coach. We, we've, we, we nailed the coach. So, I mean, whether you think that's the most important part or, you know, coaching in the NBA is not that important, whatever, whichever of those you think, like we nailed the coach. And that was, I think probably the most important thing you were going to like see all season, but you nailed the coach. And then, We've, I mean, we'll talk about it more. I think a little while, but Herb Jones is like taking a like a like role player. Oh, nice, you know, second rounder that can sort of do some things too. Oh, this guy's got you know potential to maybe run with the starters, and then not like he's taking a step, another step up to where there probably needs to be legitimate, you know, first team rookie uh, rookie of the year ish conversations. I mean, he's he's playing that good. He's that important of a piece to this team's future. Yeah, Stephen and and Ross had mentioned something. He said direction, and I feel like Stephen, this is like the first time you know last year, right? Since David Griffin came in, he wanted to have direction. I feel like we haven't really had direction in the Alvin Gentry days, or even the Stan Van Gundy days. I feel like now today there is direction, Stephen. I feel like this team hasn't had direction in a very long time, and we've we've you know we talked about that for a while now, right? Stephen is, is, is this team hasn't been stable for close to a decade. Now you finally seems like it seems like you have direction. Right. Sure. I mean, it's taken us a while to get it, you know, together here when the season started, but we're getting there. You know, it's uh, it's they're playing more like a team now. Yeah. I mean, you look at last night against the Bucks. We played it's the Bucks. All right. You know, like, what could you? Expect? They're pretty good. And we we're playing with the right now. It seems kind of like an island of misfit toys, you know, all playing together. But I mean, you look at the shots last night. I mean, how many people did they have with ten plus shots? I, I think yeah, it was there was, like seven. Yeah. And Jackson Hayes go off. I mean, it, it, they're playing more of like a team. They're and they're not relying on just Brandon Ingram. You know, he wasn't playing last night, so it's just everybody's buying in. It's it's fun to watch, and 
Yeah, I think but we that's it. What, that's what it, it's fun to watch. Last year was miserable. Like even when yeah. we were winning, it was miserable. But this year, like you're kind of seeing, like yes, we were hard on Jackson Hayes, but you clearly see now that he's t- starting to take that step again. Like he's starting to get better. Herb Jones has taken that step, but we're still kind of waiting for Trey Murphy and Nikhil Alexander Walker is a little frustrating. But you see Josh Hart taking that step, and and Ross is. Willie Green has changed the culture. You know, these guys, it doesn't matter who's playing, who's not playing. Ingram's out, Zion's out, JV, you know, back to COVID protocol. It doesn't matter. They showed up against Cleveland, right? And it could have been really easy um, for a young team to be like, ah, I don't, you know, we don't want to play tonight. Like, we'll just get our ass kicked against Cleveland. They got down 23 early in that first quarter, uh, early second quarter, I'm sorry. And instead of just packing it in, Ross, they, they said, fuck it, we're going to go win this game. They did. Yeah, so, t- so two things there <clears throat> that, that I kind of wanted to make a comment about. One, NBA COVID protocols are just a tra- joke. <laughs> complete. We don't need to even get into it, I just, but I felt obligated to say that the NBA's handling of, of COVID this season has been a fucking joke. An absolute yeah. train wreck. I mean, they're pissing down their leg. That's just number one. Done. Two, what did we, we said this probably a month, we've been saying it for a while, right? But we, we really harped on it about a month ago. We said Jackson Hayes needs to go down and play in Birmingham or do whatever. Um, and, and just to get in minutes, just to get the ball, just to have some confidence, to do all of that stuff. And they did it. They sent him down. They, they pushed him back and forth a few times. I know he went down and had a huge game. And then he comes back and boom, he's ready. And that to me is it was just so important and it shows sort of the culture of what you're what you're trying to do here. Hey, there's not minutes for you at the team at the main team right now, but go stay ready. Go keep your game ready. Go continue to develop. And now we've needed him these last three games and he's played phenomenal. So, you know, I think th- those are all just huge highlights and kind of the same thing we said about Herb Jones, some of the stuff we said about other guys, Kyra Lewis earlier in the year it's good that those guys are continuing to develop and they're staying ready. And I think Birmingham is a huge part of that. Yeah. And, and there's been a lot of questions, Steven, you're a big baseball fan. Like why don't NBA teams start using their G league more as kind of like a minor league system. Right. And so I, I think you're starting to see that. I, I had mentioned, I think I tweeted last night. I was like, well, it looks like the G league minutes actually benefited Jackson Hayes. And someone was like, well, he was playing different in the G league. And I was like, well, he was getting minutes is, is what he was getting. He was getting consistent yeah. runs, Stephen. And I think now, and you made this point earlier, Stephen, earlier in the year, you're going to start seeing, I think, that G League team more as a minor league system. Right. I mean, I don't know why. The, 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 they're not using something that you can take advantage of, right. but maybe it's just because of maybe going back to the protocols. You're traveling people more. You know, you're leaving the bubble. Maybe – bringing, you know, going to Birmingham, they could bring something back with them. I mean, that could, that's the only reason maybe I can see. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't use something that you could just solely benefit off of. Well, like, what, what's it, what's it hurt sending them? Change the rules a little bit on it. So now you can, now you can send guys back and forth more. And two, that we, like, oh, we, that's right. We, they did we have, have that. We didn't have our own team before. That is true. This is that all is of true. those things. And now that so that you've got the, a cl- the team is now clo- in closer proximity. It's your yeah. team. It's your players. It's guys you're trying to develop. It's your coaches down there. So I, I think they've handled. I think they've used Birmingham just perfect this year. I well, think why not? Done a well, why not sooner though? Do you think why you know why not a little bit sooner send them down there? Maybe start them out bouncing them back and forth. But I guess. You yeah, didn't know that they would be buried. So yeah. And there's benefit to to being. I think I, there's. It, it's weird, right? Because there's been. There's definite benefit to being with the big team, right? Because, I mean, use yesterday for an example. You, like, we need these guys. You still need them some nights. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Somebody drops down at the very last second, test positive, whatever, all that shit. So you can't just 
And you also don't want to kill the player, right? There's still some travel. You don't want to be popping them back and forth. But when you can send them down there and let them get two games and a practice, I think that's beneficial. And, and they've done a great job. So kudos to the organization for that. I think a lot has gone wrong this year. One of the things that they've gotten unquestionably right is that. Yeah, and and I, I tweeted out, uh, you know, yeah. there wasn't like all the Pelicans got ran out of the gym in the second half, and I kind of fully expected that. But there was a play there, I think, or late in the second quarter. I'm going to run the clip here, but Jackson Hayes is kind of IQ and slowing the game down and making the right play is is day and night difference. And we're going to roll the clip here if you're watching on YouTube right now, but kind of break it down here. Instead of oh, sorry, oh. instead of dribbling here, Jackson just flings it to Hart, and now you're attacking long closeouts, which is going to lead to a wide open Herb Jones three. I think earlier in the year, you saw Jackson Hayes taking that dribble, either just going right into Connington and be, yeah. it being a charge or it being a turnover. Instead, we'll run it again. Jackson Hayes stops, reads the floor, hits Josh Hart, and then watch. You're going to see actually Hayes look for an alley-oop here. Doesn't get it. That's okay. He draws Drew Holiday, Herb Jones three. So that's the difference. Those are the little tendencies you can pick up in the G League and be like, hey, we're going to work on this today. Hit little, you know. PRs and instead of running people over, let's jump stop, read the floor, make the right simple play. And that's what he did right there. Well, it, it's a confidence thing, too, right, Justin? I mean, sure. you yeah. said it, you said this somebody made a comment to us and said, Well, he's playing different in the G League. Well, yeah, he's playing different because he's the best player down there. <laughs> right? Well, no, and it's not meant to be funny. It's true. No sure. different than anything else, right? Like you play with more confidence when you know that, like, man, I'm the best player down here right now. Right. It frees your game up to not be worried about all this. I think. Part of this problem at the beginning of the season it was the same thing last year to a certain extent is everything just becomes so one-dimensional, right? It's just a dive. And yeah, he had some some highlight dunks and all that stuff. And it's great. That's good. That's good for confidence. It's good that, that he sees some success. But at the end of the day, like, you can't just be a dive guy. Like, you can't just be right. a hard roll, throw it up. That's how he's picking up all these charges and everything else. It's good that he gets to see a little more of the ball in Birmingham so that whenever he gets the damn ball here, now it's not just like, a, oh, shit, I'm holding this like this round thing, what do I do with it? <laughs> no, it's, it's a really good it's, success. It's a really good point. And I want to bring up John's comment. Steven's like, I feel like Hayes has simply had a, you know, he's had a problem sleepwalking the start of the season of the last couple of years. But Steven, we touched on this and, and Ross, we hear your thoughts. It's like a consistent thing, right? I know, I know over the, the summer he had the, the legal troubles and then he sprained his ankle. He missed summer league and he missed preseason. And Steven, it, 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 it seems to happen every single year where Jack starts off slow. Then we bitch and complain, we bench him, and then he starts progressively getting better. What do you see that being a trend? What what are you seeing in a young player in Jacks? I'm not gonna say it's a trend yet. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he is a slow starter. And he's only been what is this his second third year? Season. Third, third third season. Okay, third season. Maybe it is a bit of a trend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um I like I said, I always revert back to the fact that he's barely played basketball. I don't know how long we can keep saying that, you know, and now being in his third year. But, yeah, I mean, if he can just get this routine down, maybe he does need a better offseason plan. Yeah, but, I, you know, whatever that may be, I don't know. We don't we, – this offseason we had some bigger issues to deal yeah. with. We didn't really focus too much on him unless it was negative, really. So, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it could just solely be he just needed some time. And, it. And I mean, he never really – and you look back, it's like he never really finished fast, I guess you can say, if we're going to say start slow. You know, it, he had some just flashes of it. It's just the consistency of it, really. Yeah, Ross, I mean, what, what are you seeing in Jax? Go ahead. Well, I think we just talked about it. Yeah, I mean, 
But why is it? But why is it every year? Is it because uh, you know, well, with COVID and, and not getting you know consistent summer league because he was supposed to play in the summer league this year and then not getting a preseason? Like, can I you all of that? All that he was raw, and he's and on top of that, he's raw as hell. Like it yeah. was. It's not like uh, you know, I don't know who some school. It's not like Luka Doncic being yeah, like getting a little heavy during the summer. Like the dude can still hoop. Like Jackson Hayes' whole game still needs developing. His basketball right. IQ still needs developing. His shot needs developing. His uh, spatial awareness needs developing. Defensive like positioning, like he's a guy that needs to be playing basketball all the time. Right. And I think like all of the stuff that happened this summer, he wasn't playing basketball all the time. And so it shows when he comes in the season. It's almost like not only does he have to get up to speed on you know conditioning and everything else, like he's got to like he's just got to get better. It's not like he's a superstar that came in out of shape. He's a guy that just overall has to get better, and so it takes time. But you're talking about trends. Can I tell you about a little trend that I like? Ooh. Want to hear, you want to hear a trend? Hear got a little I stat for you. What you got? My man Herb Jones in the month of December shot 42% from three. <laughs> oh, shit. Do so Herb, Herb went, yeah, Herb, 20% October, 33% November, 42% in the month of December. And I mean, he was taking about one a game, I think. It's the greatest player he was, of all time. He was, taking, he, was taking, <laughs> he was taking two, three. That's all two threes a game, right? So that's just not, ascending like a rocket ship. Yeah. That's, that's two threes a game. So that's not a guy just doing, I mean, that's not like he didn't go like, you know, two for five in the month of December. I think he went, <laughs> he went 12, he went 10 of 24. Yeah. I mean, that's going to do. Not I mean, if that that's guy, a great, that's a great segue. I mean, that's a great way. That's a great segue into what I want to talk about next is Herb Jones. I have as a future sh- superstar. <laughs> we'll, 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 ex- we'll temper expectations there, but Ross, he has a serious shot. Like y'all might, I know I say some crazy shit on Twitter. He has a serious shot at rookie of the year. Like he is close to being a first, like he is definitely one of the best rookie defenders in the league. Hands down, probably yeah. the best. And as you just mentioned, Ross is he's becoming kind of a scorer. And th- Ross, this is not out of like he has a really good shot being rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, it's a fair conversation to have, and I think when you talk and, and you know, look, sometimes a guy that gets rookie of the year is just a guy that scores the most, right? Right. But I think when you look at sort of like rookie impact, I don't even think it's close. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's been just phenomenal, phenomenal, and I, and I. For us, it's, it's doubly exciting, right? Because I think we all see that this guy fit. I mean, this, this, isn't, this isn't just like a random defender that you're going to plug in. I, I think when the whole team's healthy, he starts. I mean. Oh, God, yeah. Like now, You're absolutely a starter. A, a full team. Like, this is a guy that is now part of the plan. Like, he, he's not. Right. Like, right. he's part of the future. He's, he's in there. He's part of the plan. I consider him. He's is he untouchable? A player. Is, he, is Herb Jones untouchable? I mean. He almost has to be, I think. He almost really. Has to be just because, I mean, because what? Because what he does? What? What he does? Especially if the God, please, God, un- the shooting hang around. If the shooting hangs around, he's untouchable. He, because here's why. Off number ten, untouchable. You. Damian Lillard. Because he's basically playing for free right now. He's. Ba- I mean, he, he's a second round pick. He's basically sure. playing basketball for free for the next at least three years. But untouchable. I mean, he's not. That's. I mean, look. Clearly, <laughs> we don't every player right. It would, it would, it would depend. I mean, we've got a lot of shit that I would clear off the books before we start talking Herb Jones. I mean, it, it, it would have to be involved. He would have to be in a. 
a guy that vaults you into it. He would have to be part of a deal that vaults you into like a, hey, you're a legit contender. Like today, we make the move and like right now you're a contender. And right, exactly. we don't have that. Like if Zion's not playing this year, then then Herb Jones is off the table. No, I'm talking about maybe like next year or something, you know, if, if Zion comes back and there's a legit shot that we can get another superstar. Yeah. I mean, Herb Jones is going to be in the conversation for the trade. Like it's not you can't you can't even avoid doing that now. Like he's gonna be if we were to trade next year for a superstar, he would one hundred percent be in the talks. I've I feel like Herb Jones. It's this hurt Steven talk about right now. Why are we even? I know. Doing I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> he's not going to be traded. Right. But the, yeah. But the, it's but crazy. As y'all said, I feel like he's definitely a part of the future, a hundred percent. And yeah. I just don't think you can trade him. I, I, I'm almost. I feel like him, Bi, and Zion are just untouchable. And uh, you know, I think, like, I just don't know how you get rid of a as Ross as you said. His contract is so good right now yeah. that you, like, we're basically paying him for free. Like, like, or we're playing like he's. He's free I mean, of the Pelicans. There's just right not now. many teams that get a starting level player for like a million and a half bucks. Yeah. Right. Basically locked and, in for that for three years. For three like, years. Exactly. Yeah. And what, so, what he, the, the freedom that he allows you for the rest, like for what he does to your cap sheet, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult. I, I'll, I'll tell you the guy, and I know Justin's going to be disappointed, but I, I think I, I, I float Josh Hart at the trade deadline. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw one of our, well, it's funny because I, I saw one of, one of our followers, like he was like listening to a podcast today, and like they said to trade Josh Hart, and I instantly like shut him off and stuff like that. And like, listen, I get it. Josh Hart has been a huge part right. of this team, like, and not only on the court but also off the court. The way he's presented himself and the way he's carried himself and to be a leader of this team um, speaks volumes of of what he's done. Now, at the same time, I feel like we all, as a fan, get in love with players, right? And and so you can't trade him. You can't trade him. Well, if you want to take the next step one of these guys is going to have to go in order to get a superstar down here. Right. And so we all know how the, how basketball works. Now you got to have three superstars and you have Brandon and you have Zion when he's playing. One of these guys is going to have to go in order to get, you know, everyone loves Dame Lillard or, you know, all these big time names. Like I'm, 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 I'm almost thing De'Aaron Fox, right? Like he might not be necessarily a superstar, but you're going to have to get rid of a Josh Hart probably to get De'Aaron Fox. I'm just saying it's just, he's been so big. For this team this year, and I understand they're what 12 and 23 or whatever they are, 13 and whatever, 24. But he's been so big, and I think he to the turnaround of this team and this franchise and this direction. But I, I completely agree. Like it would be hard to trade him, but it'd have to be for the right price. Yeah, and they structure the contract like to move too. So it's I mean, that's just yeah. that's all part of it. It's unfortunate it's a business, but yeah, he, right. he played great. Um but he, and we were all wrong on him. Like, I, yeah, we were. I'm, I'm the first to admit I, I was definitely wrong on Josh Hart. When he's the one guy we have, right? I mean, uh, not including you know the studs, right? He's the one guy that if if a contender is looking at our roster, that says that guy can probably help us win a championship. Yeah, and if like any you can play like you can slot him in to a salary space because it's it's just all unguaranteed next year so if you wanted to get rid of him you could if you wanted to hang wanted him to hang around as part of your franchise he could he's not making so much so he he just is a it, right. he's just the guy that if, if we're going to do anything i think it's going to be josh Hart. yeah which sucks to hear because i i think that we're that we all have like fallen in love with josh Hart. we we loved him last year right with this hustle and stuff like that but this year without zion he's taking just a different role of being a leader for this team and it's just hard to like let guy like let go of guys like that. So, I mean, I see why you would like be Josh Hart's untouchable at the end of the day. If you want to get better, he's probably a guy you're going to have to give up. And that's just unfortunate. So um, moving forward here, 
so in the notes I have playoff push and I, it's funny because I think we all three started this podcast a couple of years ago because we hated the whole tanking and all this different kind of stuff, right? We all, we all, I feel like we're always in a tank and this year, right? Zion gets, you know, deemed out for God knows how long. Right. And so a lot of people was like, we need a tank. We need a tank. We need a tank. And I was like, fuck that. Like you get caught in this vicious circle of tanking where you just become a loser, right? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm just sick and tired of that kind of vision. So what I love about Willie Green is that in this, in this, in these players, so they didn't give up and they now have put themselves in a position here where they're a game and a half out with like 40 plus games to go. So the playoffs are a realistic option. Some people are like, well, what's the point of being a 10 seed in the playoffs and losing the first round? The point is, is that Brandon Ingram gets that experience, right? Josh Hart gets that experience. Herb Jones gets that experience. That's a big deal. Like, I don't think people realize that you learn only getting into the playoffs. Like, so can I ask, let me, can I ask you a question? I was on a roll there, but go ahead. <laughs> I want, just because I, 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 I've seen, I know you say this and you're, you're excited about it and that's great. But like, there's two ways to look at us, right? Like, sure. are we, are we the third worst team in the league or are we a game and a half out of the playoffs? We're a game and a half out of the playoffs. So you think, you think if, yeah, you think we're, we're the th- do you actually we're think we're, the, the third we're, worst also team? The, we're also the fourth worst team in the NBA? So which one I is mean, it? Like, we're not like, that's fine and all, but I rather go play meaningful games. Like, wouldn't you rather play meaningful games? No, I, I, I would. I, I would. I'm just saying, but it, it's like, it's a deceiving, like we're still 10 games under 500 in the fourth worst team in the NBA. So I, I just caution against the whole like playoff thing because we're still not good. I love what we're building. I love what I love. I love what, what, what you're happening. saying makes sense. Like it, in my it, opinion, in my opinion, sense. this is the best case scenario, right? Because you're, you're actually building camaraderie. You're building team chemistry you're out there trying to win games and you're still hovering near that okay. bottom. Okay. You said, and this is, this is where I'm agree with you. You said trying to win games. I'm okay yeah. with that. If you're trying to win games, that's fine. But actively tanking is Brandon Ingram, take a night off uh, JV, take a night. Off. We're not doing that. Oh okay? yeah. There's yeah. a difference. Right? So, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, no, we're no. not tanking. So like tanking would be playing Jose Alvarado, like 25, 30 minutes. Right, right, we're not doing right. that. So Fair I'm okay right. with that. So what, what you said is like, we're on the same page right there. I do think it'd be beneficial to make the playoffs. I do think yeah. that sooner or later you have to turn this, you know, culture around. And by doing that, you have to start winning. Like, I'm sorry, but we haven't nailed the draft per se. Like we've drafted Herb Jones, which is a really good pick. But other than that, has David Griffin really drafted well? Like, has he? I mean, Jackson no, Hayes, like Murphy's played bad. Jackson Hayes is all over the place. No, Kyra just Kyra wasn't had like yeah. two good games in, in a year and a half. No, I mean, we, no, we have not drafted well. Right. So Herb when Jones, you say like tanking, you like, Right. And so like you're, you're saying tank, tank, tank. Well, we haven't drafted well. So how about we just try to start winning? Like, like at this point, like you can find diamonds in the rough of Herb Jones and things like that. So I don't know. I just like the way that the culture is changing. Now, are we necessarily going to make the playoffs? I don't know, because we have this brutal stretch of at New York, at Boston, we have Utah, we have Golden State and things like that. And so, you know, Steven, it's going to be a tough stretch here. But if you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to win some of these games. And it starts tomorrow night um, against Utah. Well, first of all, y'all are both right. Yeah, wow. we, we are one game out of the playoffs, and we do suck. But, <laughs> like, I mean, Justin has a point, though. I mean, how do you get that? You have to get there to get the experience in the playoffs. So, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind making the playoffs. Do I think we're going to make the playoffs? I don't, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough. But- I don't know. But, yeah, but like I said, I think y'all are both right. We, I, but we can still be bad 
and still make the playoffs. I, I, I'd rather get that experience just to get B.I. in there and and even her now is young or all of them, really. I mean, who on our roster has played the playoffs besides uh, JV? That's Jonas? It, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's about it, right? Yeah, I, that's about it. But, Ross, this, this brings me, I guess, to another question, right? So I think Griffin or there were rumors a couple weeks ago saying that the Pelicans were not going to be – they're going to be buyers at the deadline. They're going to try to make this push. So Ross, you know, being a game and a half out and they're being in a difficult spot, right? Like for instance, the Josh Hart's of the world. Are you looking to move Josh Hart? Are you looking to keep Josh Hart and try to move picks and, and you know, assets per se to make the playoffs? Or do you try to trade a Josh Hart to shore up something in the future? Yeah, that this is always the, the weird buyer seller thing, right? Because it, the Pelicans, I think, are in a spot where you're both. I right. know it's really because, weird because if, if, when you think about the type of guy, like who's the type of guy that we would want to, we would want to acquire in a deal, right? I hate that you got to sell something no matter what. Nothing's free, right? So, of course, we're sellers. I think if somebody wants Josh Hart, like he's going to be very much on the table. Um, and and we have other guys like that. I mean, I, I don't think we're I don't think we're probably all that tied to Jackson Hayes or Alexander Walker or any of those guys really at this point. But at the same time. Are we giving? Are, are we moving those guys for like a veteran, like a, a guy that you would normally think of as a, you know, a playoff push type guy? Right. Let, let, flip, flip the script, right? Let's flip the script. Okay. Imagine Josh Hart is on uh, some other team. Who, who else? He's on, if he's on, no, if he's on the Magic, let's just say he's on okay. a shitty. Oh, okay. So We're sorry. not going acquire Josh Hart if he's no. on the Magic in yeah. this situation. Now you made a good point earlier because I think he's a guy that we should absolutely be calling about every day. Now, if De'Aaron Fox is somehow available, well, yeah, sure as fuck, we become buyers. And so it, I don't want to, I mean, it just using those two terms makes it feel like, makes it seem like you're one or the other. In our situation, I think we're absolutely sellers because I think we have guys that are going to be very much available at the, at the break. Yeah, at the I same mean, time, like we're not just buying anything. Like we would buy a very specific piece. No, yeah. I, Steven, would you rather see this team be buyers or sellers at the deadline? I mean, hey, he nailed it. I'm not even going to – I mean, that's it. It all depends on the situation, who is going for. I mean, yeah, I mean, if the, if the opportunity presents itself, somebody comes from people, what would we get – like, what would we do? <laughs> like, you know, like, what would we do? Trade Jackson Hayes or something? You got to think Jackson on picks. I mean, you do still have picks and first-round picks. And we have so many picks. Like you do still have that. So you do have some assets, right? And I, I do think that – you know, with Jackson Hayes playing well, we need him to keep playing well before the deadline so you can kind of right. sell him too because, you know, I mean, one of these guys is going to have to be moved. Like, I know Nikhil Alexander-Walker is, like, one of the most frustrating players I've ever seen, but you've seen him drop 40 points. You've seen what he can do um, on the court, and so, like, you can sell high on that. So, listen, it's, it's a tough situation. Go ahead. I'll, I'll say this, and not to cut you off there. I think if we if we do buy, and I know what we said De'Aaron Fox a few times, but I think you can put it even more in, in a in – a, tighter box than that if we're acquiring something at the deadline i can almost promise you it's going to be a guard it's going to be a oh, it's got to be it I, I, has I think to john be. john just said it like or he said like we, we have to get a guard or like a point guard or like a wing that's a must you're going to go get a guy that can handle the ball like if, if you can if you're going to if there's a deal for us to make it's going to be packaging up something to go get either a, a, a true point guard or a combo guard of some sort but a guy that can handle yeah. the ball so 100 i don't know that that like if you're going to buy that's what you're buying yeah. Speaking of speaking of buying, don't forget to go buy the best burger in the city, a company burger located at forty six hundred Ferret Street. Um, Stephen, were you gonna say there? Say anything there? No. no. Okay. Good. He just likes the burger. Uh, 
It's delicious. I'm, I'm going to go get a burger. I promise you that. Um, all right. So let's get into tomorrow night. Uh, they get Houston. or not Houston. Geez, I'm thinking of the Christian Wood. Uh, whatever happened last night. I don't know if y'all heard about that. But Christian what Wood. What happened? Uh, yeah, last I heard about him, he hit some hit woman in the head with a ball. No, no. So, <laughs> so Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. Like Kevin Porter Jr. literally left left at halftime last night, and Christian Wood said, "I'm not going in the game because John Lucas, the assistant coach, like challenged them better." And, and like Porter's like threw something at him and said, "I'm get, I'm getting the fuck out." So he left, and then Christian Wood's like, "Yeah, I don't want to play anymore." <laughs> like it's like, like an AAU program going down. Oh, say something about so, guys like that. Can I say something? That? Yeah, go it, ahead. Those are two guys, right? We've said it a bunch of times that Wood has now bounced to a few different places and played well. Stat, statistically, he's been on bad teams, but, but played well. Kevin Porter Jr., same thing. This is now his second yeah. or third team. Young guy, had some issues at USC, was supposed to be this highly touted prospect. It makes you wonder why these guys don't don't stick or people want to get rid of them, right? If they, well, no, I'm serious. So, like, it it just, to me, it you know. I mean, Christian Wood, we just didn't want to pay him, right? I mean, you kind of let him walk, right? No, but I mean, it was a second. He was just a guy that we picked up. I mean, I'm not saying we should have or shouldn't have kept him. But, yeah. But there's a reason guys like that aren't sticking, right? I mean, yeah. Because people should want are. Christian Wood. I mean, if you were looking at just on court stuff, but yeah, that was. And then the whole Antonio Brown thing today where he just left in the middle of the game. Like, these are professional athletes. Like, start acting like a professional. I mean, this are y'all seeing what? Jamar Chase is doing right now. Yeah, I knew you were going to get into that. We'll get into that after. So uh, tonight, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow, um, the J- you got the Jazz, the Suns, and then the Warriors here in the next in the in the next week at home. Uh, three of the best teams in the Western Conference. So this is that talk about that brutal stretch. You need Brandon Ingram for these games, but we'll start with Ross. Ross, I mean, listen, Utah, Phoenix, and, and Golden State are, is is the gauntlet. But I do, <laughs> I mean, if you want to make the playoffs. You got to be good teams. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm this. Like, we're not gonna. Okay. Like, well, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. You want to bet? Alan Tunis is out. I mean, it, uh, Ingram is, is day to day. You know, is day to day. Zion's out. Like, I, I think going into these games with the expectation of like, you just said it. Home against Jazz. Home against Suns. Warriors at the Raptors. Home against the T Wolves. Clippers at the Nets. At the Celtics. At the Knicks. Like, this is a brutal twelve game stretch. In which, like, we're a big question mark to have any of our three best players. Yeah, Zion definitely not playing. JV Ooh. currently in protocols, no clue. He may be out five days, maybe out two weeks. Who knows? And Brandon Ingram has been dinged up, plays one, doesn't play one. Like, I think going into this stretch, being like, we really need to win five of these is a hard, is like a you're setting yourself up to be just incredibly disappointed because well, I'm, glad I'm setting crazy. myself up to be disappointed, which is a really good chance. Like we should lose all of those games. Right. I mean, like, yeah. on paper, we should lose all of them. Hopefully we play as well as we've been playing and the team shows energy and effort and enthusiasm. And we maybe win a couple. That's what we're hoping for here. But like, I do, like if we lose all 10 of these, I'm not gonna be like season over. Like, yes, we probably are going to lose most of them. So Saturansky has been added to the health and protocol um now we're definitely gonna lose oh no <laughs> but they do say but they do upgrade jv to questionable tomorrow okay, good. With health and safety protocols but you, you know the, the fucking rules change every every week so i don't even know at this point what <laughs> if jv can play tomorrow if he can't play tomorrow if he has two negative tests in 48 hours i don't fucking know i'm not even getting to that so yes i do agree though they're going into this brutal stretch they need to get healthy they need to play brandon Ingram. they need to get jv uh, in order to, in order to 
you know, give himself a chance. But let's get to fan questions real quick and sign off because I do know um, Jamar Chase is having basically like a fucking record day. He's just out of control right now. So, uh, Ross, we'll start with you um, from, let's go with, who's our first question? Pelly the Pelican at Pelly Pelican. What to do, baby? <laughs> but we, what the fuck was that? <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, we kind of touched on it, but do you think the Pels will trade anyone before the deadline? If yes, and then who? Yes. Gun to your head. Who yes, Josh Hart. And really? Sato. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, Sato. Send him. Yeah, Sato will get traded. But you, you really think Hart gets moved? I think so. I think contender come knocking. He's playing oh, yeah. pretty well. You know, it's just. Yeah. It'd be tough to see. His value is yeah. never, ever, ever, ever yeah. higher than it is today. Ever. Good point. Uh, Pelly the Pelican, appreciate your question and the new follower. Um, Hirsch, Hirsch at, this will be for you, Stephen. Hirsch underscore heading five. Uh, actually, I've um, interacted with this guy a bunch, so I really like this guy. Uh, what's the max you would offer Jackson now for extensions, Steve? None. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you can't say anything about Jackson right now. He's still, you know, we have to see what the market even is whenever they're up. Um, again, I, it, it's hard to say with Naw, like you said earlier, I mean, he shows these flashes of, a 40 point game and something he seems like a guy that you may want to you know maybe take a risk at with a two to three year contract maybe if you can structure it kind of the way that they have hearts contract you know so yeah it's but it's tough it, 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 it's tough to say i mean jackson right now if this was a contract year for him i just say yeah, like, like, but they do have yeah. another year so they right still have time to you know get a get a good feel for it so appreciate your question hirsch um duke stan pels fan Sato and Jax bring out the best in each other's game, especially Jax with a point guard. Should the Pels be wooed into keeping Jax again, or do you sell high? Um, and then do you like him at the four, Ross? Um, did, I'm sorry. Did you you said sell high, like right now on Jackson Hayes? Yeah. I don't think we would be selling high right now. I think we would be just, selling yeah. low. I, don't, I think he's just a, right now he is what he is. He's a second to third string uh, big guy. I don't love him at power forward. Um, I think against most teams, that's going to get exposed pretty bad. But I do think he's worth hanging on to for, you know, there's no reason to do anything. You could even take him into his last year. Um, Just because he's extension eligible doesn't mean, you know. Sure. Um, Steve, this will be for you for uh, Sarah at Miranda Quacks. That's like uh, realistically, Steven, realistically, when do y'all think Zion will be back? I had my hopes up for so long, but now I'm just assuming he won't be back until Man. next season. What are your thoughts? I mean, giving me this question, uh, who the hell knows? Uh, uh, I don't know. Just once again, radio just silence from yeah. Zion's camp. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard anything in the past couple of weeks now. So, I mean, I, just shut it down. Screw it. I mean, what's the point? It'll be one less distraction around this team. I, I mean, that that's about it. I, I, just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I have nothing. You haven't heard anything. I mean, what what is there even to go off of? We got nothing. Yeah, Sarah, appreciate your question. Nothing. So, uh, Chris Young, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that at some point we'll be back to 100% healthy. At what point? I'm sorry. At that point, what does the starting lineup look like and who becomes the second squad? That's a good question, Chris. Uh, I'll answer it first and go to Ross. Um, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I do think that Nah technically would go to the bench. You start DG at the one, BI at the two, and then you go Herb three, Zion four, JV five. I'd love to see that lineup, Ross. Am I off on that? 
No, that's 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 exactly what what it would be. Yeah, I mean that would be a an awesome starting five, but I don't think we're going to get to see that this year. So, um, I think that'd be a pretty dangerous starting five with Nick Alexander Walker coming off the bench and Josh Hart. Your bench gets deeper, and he asked about the second unit. So then you can go, um, Nah Hart, and then either Billy slash Jacks uh, off the bench with hopefully like a like a Trey Murphy. But that's which will lead to the next question um, from Delusional Pelicans fan. Thought on Trey Murphy's development, and this is a good question. Um, because you haven't really seen right, he's been like he's been up and down, Ross. We talked about this, um, I think in the last podcast. But Trey Murphy's another guy, right, that will benefit from minutes, and you're kind of seeing DMPs and getting 10 minutes and 12 minutes and DMPs. What's going on with that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's just not playing well. Um, I, I wonder if you know. Just given that he hasn't really seen any success with the big team yet, if wondering if he needs like an extended, you know, weeks in Birmingham. I mean, he's given us nothing. Yeah. Let's just call that what it is, right? And I'm not saying anything about the kid. It just, he's shooting he's given, 40% and then he's hitting yeah. the snap. Yeah, he, he's, he's not giving you basically anything right now. I, I think it's a good time to go ahead and just send him down for two, three weeks and just see what happens. I mean, let's see if he can get his game going, let him handle the ball more. Um, you know, I, the, the right kid, it does a ton for, it, sure. it, it, it does a ton for the wrong kid. They, they take it as a, a demotion. They take it as a, a slap on the wrist. I, the hope is that Willie green has built enough of a, a culture and a positivity around, Hey, like we're doing this for you. This is going to help you in the long term. I, I I would like to see him. I think go down for like two three weeks. Yeah, I I think it'd be beneficial. Um, Steven, so uh, Pelican again. He asks, "What does Herb need to do going forward to win Rookie of the Year?" It's an interesting question. Obviously, he's got to keep up the scoring. Um, as we talked about. Yeah, I mean, it's also not beneficial the record for us. You know, not many people are getting their know, eyes on him. That sucks. So yeah. yeah, not not many people are seeing him play. So you know he, he is taking the spotlight. You know the Paul George thing a couple of weeks ago really helped. You know people see him get his name out there. So um, Did, no, like, just just keep playing, man. I mean, don't I, look. He's second round pick, right? He was our second round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, thirty six. Yeah. Look, just keep playing, man. Don't worry about this rookie of the year crap. <laughs> no, you no, know, no. it would be super cool, but. We said what? he should be in the conversation. He's not winning rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of he course. will. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Evan Mobley's having a yes, he is. I'm going to sell t-shirts. Of course he's winning rookie of the year. Evan Mobley's having a great year. Franz Wagner or whatever you say is playing phenomenal for Orlando. He's, he sort of is almost in the in the Herb Jones mold of like was drafted somewhere in the middle of the first round. I don't think people <laughs> that he's played great. Um, can, I, can I stop you there, Ross? Because yeah, because you, you talk about tanking, tanking. The only way that you're we're going to get better is if we get a top five pick. You just name yeah. two players right there that were taking second round and mid first. No, I, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm absolutely. saying. You don't have to always tank. No, you don't. I don't think you do. Some of the, some of the guys that have played the best so far this year haven't. Uh, Chris Duarte, who's who's been starting most of the year for Indiana, was a mid to lateish first round pick, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Older guy. Uh, out of Oregon, twenty. I mean, some we know that the coaches a lot of times like these older guys, 22, 23, 24 years old. I mean, yeah, look, it's not sexy, but those guys come in and can play. Look, yeah. all if he makes the all rookie team, boom, that is it. So oh, he's he, if he keeps. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if, yeah, if he makes sure. the all rookie team, I mean, that's all you can ask of him. That that's yeah, perfect for sure. Um, I did want to talk. I, I did want to mention Brian Johnson at uh, Who Dat Fan eighty eight because he asked the question, but we definitely already answered it uh, early on. But he said, "Who are you willing to give up?" 
get a needle mover. I would think BIJV, Zion, and probably Herbert on touchables. I completely agree with him. Um, you know, if, yeah, those four are probably untouchable. And unfortunately, you're probably have to give something up. And that guy's Josh Hart, which sucks to say. But um, if you can get him, if you can get a deal without moving Josh Hart, you take that 110. Um, percent So last question, um, and we touched on this again from Duke Stan's Pels fan, but. Uh, seems like Pels are in danger of finishing on the edge of the play-in picture. You ideally want playoffs or, or a good draft pick. How do they avoid falling into that no-man's land where they uh, accomplish neither, right? And so I think they're actually in a good spot, um, and we we touched on it. It's, you know, they're they're competing right now. That's what you want to see, especially without your all-star player, all-world player, and they're competing right now. I personally want to make playoffs. I understand Ross's stance. I understand Steven's stance. So, you know, no one's wrong in the situation as long as you just don't give up on the season and tank. That's what I can't get with. Like when you're deliberately losing basketball games, I, I'm over that. Okay. Yeah. You want to do that? Like, that's fine. That's your thing. You're just a loser when you want to do that. So, I mean, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't tanking does nothing. We've been in a tank now for years. I'm over the whole tanking thing. It's the last time I talk about it. I'm pissed off now. I'm just talking about it. So, um, that's going to be it from us. I know, um, Kind of Sunday at three. I know the Saints about to play in 15 minutes. So once again, thanks for all the guys joining on YouTube. If you are in this room, that'd be awesome. If you could subscribe and like, you know, this channel, it really helps our show grow. So thank you for, uh, for joining us on a Sunday at three o'clock. Uh, always appreciate y'all. We do have not on herb t-shirts and Pels, Pels 12 t-shirts on the website at bootcrewmedia.com. We're sold out right now. We've already put in a new order for our manufacturers. So you can always get that. You can DM me for the link or just visit www.bootcrewmedia.com and go to the shop section um, to get your t-shirts there. Wow, that was tough. Um, follow us on Propels Talk and Instagram at Propels Talk. And as always, thanks for joining us. Big, big week here for the Pels as they get the Warriors, they get the Jazz, uh, and they get the Suns all at home. Go to the Blender, support the team. They're battling their ass off. They're fun to watch. Ross Tivano, Stephen Offer, get us out of here. Kisses. Later. Way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.